Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Freedom to Flourish podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode. I had the chance to talk with Jordan Kentris from A Good Day, Inc. We talked about embracing the hidden power of criticism and how you can turn negative criticism and things that might be emotional at first and harness them to really use them to your advantage and level up your business and learn and grow. We had an amazing conversation. He's such a great guy. Jordan is the founder and owner of a boutique design firm, which I mentioned is called A Good Day, Inc. It was created to serve planners and their eclectic couples. They offer one-of-a-kind stationery that establishes a unique brand for each event. Jordan is a UX designer by trade and utilizes his experience to work with business owners on their branding. He's an innovator in the industry, and he was recognized by BizBash as one of the most innovative people in 2020, as well as a finalist for the NACE One Awards Innovator of the Year. We had such an amazing conversation, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So without further ado, here's my chat with Jordan. Jordan, thanks so much for being here. I'm really excited to have you on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Christy. So today we're going to be talking about embracing the hidden power of criticism, which I'm so intrigued by and I'm so excited to hear because as small business owners, I think that when someone criticizes us, we can take it personally because the business is so tied to who we are as people. And I know that you're going to help us to see some of the good sides and how we can really uh, learn from and grow from criticism. So I would love to hear what you have to share. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks. I mean, thanks so much for just kind of connecting and chatting. And this is such an important topic, I find, for especially for creatives, because we're so kind of emotionally attached to a lot of the things we put out there. You know, it's a representation of us. It's our art. It's our ideas. Even as just a small business owner, it's your livelihood. Like it's, it's the thing that pays the bills. So when, when we get uh, feedback or, or criticism and criticism doesn't always mean something bad. It could just be something that is given to you that you kind of construe that is seen in a negative light. Um, It does not always like there's criticism. That's an actual like attack. Like I hate you. You did something wrong. And then there's like, Hey, you know, there was a miscommunication and you know you drop the ball that is technically a piece of feedback and and criticism and so it's about finding ways of taking both of those things and you know taking the emotion out of it and finding the learnings in it i think that's really the thing that i've kind of like learned over the years um like a bit of my background is i came up in the industry outside of kind of events uh in advertising and really, really early on in my career, I mean, I did art and all that stuff in high school. And you're, you're like, my, it's all beautiful. And your parents are like, this is amazing. Congrats. Like, pats you on the head. And you're like, I'm the best artist ever. Like, and so you go into the world being like, my art is precious and, you know, all those kind of things. I'm not saying it's for everyone. But once you go into advertising, you're like in a whole different kettle of fish because you have a creative director who has a vision. You have clients who are weighing in. And kind of like throwing their hat. And most of the time it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> but you can slave on, you know, we used to have to come up with like, come up with 40 different ways of presenting this concept. And you like rack your brain for ever, it feels like. 
you put it in front of a, a, your, a group of your, your bosses, your peers, your clients, and they're like, I hate it all. And you're just like, I like, I don't know how, <laughs> how do I move forward with this? Like how my ideas are horrible. Like all those kind of thoughts start running through your head. And it became pretty evident to me that that mentality of like, you know, what's wrong with me and what's wrong with my ideas. And, you know, I'm not successful as a creative needed to kind of be parked. My like ego in that sense needed to be put aside because a lot of the times there was just like, I didn't actually crack the idea. Once you got into the meat of the feedback, you know, I might've misinterpreted the brief. I might've put my own bias in there. I might just not have been a great idea and I was lazy and I just put something out there. So it's those things that you can kind of break apart to get to the, to the meat of it. I mean, some of my most impactful criticisms have shifted the way that my business has been run. And that's been because, you know, I might have overcommitted myself and I dropped the ball and I heard from a client that they were disappointed in me and they were not happy with the end product. And that hurts. Like, of course it does. But once you're able to step away from the hurt and I'm like, okay, so what happened in this project? What what what, what went wrong here? Um, and then I'm like, oh, whoa, like, I missed communications. I was not keeping them informed as to what's going on from a transparency perspective. Uh, I was working 60 hours a week, like all those kind of things that I'm like, I, I really need to kind of evaluate what's happening. So this doesn't happen again. Cause a, I don't want to feel that way, but I don't ever want to give that feeling to any of my clients. It's not the way that I want to service them. And so hearing those things hurts. It always does. But there's some magic that can come through a lot of that. The The other thing to kind of see is there's, and I kind of alluded to this at the beginning, there's different kinds of feedback. So there's like personal attacks <laughs> when it comes to like criticism, like, you know, I don't know, Jordan, you're lazy. That's someone else's opinion. That doesn't mean that I'm lazy. And so a lot of times that kind of feedback has a lot to do with someone else and pretty much nothing to do with you. And so either you can just, I find that you can just shrug it off or, you know, if they're a friend or family or someone you want to have a relationship with, it's, you know, maybe helping dig into what that actually means. Like maybe seeing if there's something going on that's outside of you. I find a lot in the, in the event space uh, when that kind of thing happens, there's usually a lot of outside factors. So it could be family pressures, could be family, could be financial. And I know with small businesses, it's a lot of financials. It's you know rent pressure. It's all those things where you're not necessarily um, thinking through feedback in a constructive way. You're not, you're just reacting. Uh, and sometimes that reaction can be very emotional. Um, so it, it's a hard conversation to navigate, especially at the very beginning, I find, because, you know, it's always it's always hard to to hear something negative or or you perceive as hurtful. Um, but to me, there's always been a learning from it. And that's always what I've been able to take away from it at the end of the day. Uh, it's it's a challenge. <laughs> right. It is a challenge. And I think um, what's so important, something that you said um, at the very beginning was that 
it's really hard to take the emotions out of it when you experience criticism. But that I feel like is the key to learning from and being open to growth and looking um, looking at the criticism as an opportunity for growth instead of, oh my goodness, I'm such a ter- I'm such a failure. <laughs> and um, I think that as small business owners, we are we're kind of intermingling left brain and right brain activities, especially as creative small business owners, because so much of it is about art, like you said, and about expressing ourselves and and being unique and showcasing that to other people. Um, my husband and I get into arguments all the time about art because I uh, have a background in music and I took some art classes in school and he's a computer programmer. So he's very right-brained and I'm very left-brained. Oh, yeah. I, I, this is a very familiar conversation. <laughs> uh-huh. And, you know, we'll look at something and I and he's like, this is just not art. It's just not good. And I'm like, well, art is subjective. And I'm sure that they were trying their best and that they had a meaning behind it and a message. And it's beautiful. <laughs> and what's very interesting about being a creative small business owner is we kind of have to look at things both ways. We have to, um, you know, <laughs> take that those those affirmations that our parents were giving us and saying, this is great. You're doing a great job. But also look at it, like you said, from a more objective standpoint, like when you were talking about when you got into advertising and they're coming back with all these feedbacks and and things. Well, did you actually, you know, do achieve the goal of this project? So we really do have to take the emotions out of it. And maybe one thing that we can just do is, you know, put that in your back pocket for another day, say, okay, they said this, maybe I'm going to give myself a couple days to think about it. And before I, you know, respond and say, well, this is, you know, yeah. type an angry email. <laughs> I, I, I found over the years, um, and more recently, I've kind of have a, a couple accountability groups. So like groups of peers that are in the same industry as me, and also some that are outside of it. But it's just an amazing sounding board where our goal is just to help each other out and support each other, not, you know, I'm in it for business and you're in it for business. Like, it's we've stepped away from that kind of relationship. And there's been a number of times where we've been able to, hey, I've got a, a, in this case, a bride who is doing whatever, and I don't really know how to react. And because we're not part of that conversation and we're there to support them, like the the other professional, we're able to be like, okay, so what happened here? Like, what did you ask? What happened? What's the situation? Here's how I've reacted in the past. Here's some, here's my email I've sent to a client in a similar situation before. And you're like, oh, whoa, like there's other people. It's, it's really hard as, especially as a solopreneur where you don't have a sounding board, finding community with others that are there to just be a sounding board and be a support can has has made monumental shifts in the way that I kind of perceive my business and I work within my business because I'm like, oh, that's a better way of doing something. I didn't know that that was out there or like I won't do the thing that you just ran into a problem with because now I know not to do it. Like it's all the things that we've kind of you kind of get exposed to, but I found that finding those people, it takes a little bit of time, but once you have them, it can, it's like having a bit of like a safety net um, of, of people who you can just 
kiki with if you're gonna just like yeah yeah just be yourself with and they can talk you off the ledge as it were if you're you know they'll go over the ledge for you because they're not going to go to the client they'll be like this is ridiculous and you're like oh okay like how do i parse this out now (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah so i'm a huge like lover of being a part of different facebook groups that can help you with that they're so great but also um even in-person communities another Um, group that I'm a part of is like Tuesdays Together and the Rising Tide Society. And it's just a place where you can go and meet other business owners. And like you said, have that community. And that is so important as a solopreneur, because a lot of what we do is just kind of like sitting in our office by ourselves. And then we put it out there and then we're like, is this even good? Is anyone even listening? Um, You know, we're pouring our heart and soul into our work every single day. And having community is so important in in anything that we do in life, really. If we just isolate ourselves and only listen to ourselves and our own opinions and our own thoughts, you know, we're going to get in trouble. (laughs) So we need to have other people pour into our lives and be open to listening to other people and be open to hearing what they have to say, even if it's something negative. And something negative doesn't always have to equal I'm a failure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I want to hear more about the power of criticism and embracing the hidden power of criticism. So what are some ways that you have seen criticism or maybe some ways that, that our audience can really try to unlock this piece of how can I find the actual root, you know, strip away the emotions and get down to the core of what they're saying and and it, and examine it how can we begin to embrace that power of criticism it's a it's a fun one um there's a couple of different ways so the kind of first way that i would say is is literally if you were to like think of of a piece of criticism or feedback like an onion there's kind of layers within it so there's always the first kind of like gut reaction. And a lot of the times that is emotion that comes up. There's the feelings that come with that. And if you can dissect whatever that is and kind of parse it out, that's how you start getting under the layers. So then once you kind of dig into the meat of, of the issue, um, then you can start to see what led into it. Were there communication breakdowns? Were there, you know, personal preferences? Were there things that you did that you shouldn't have done? Like, there's a lot of different things to get in there. And then once you kind of understand that layer, then you kind of look at the broader aspect. So, like, is there a challenge with my onboarding? Is there a way that I'm communicating incorrectly? Is there, um, you know, was I just in a bad mood? <laughs> like, <laughs> so it happens. So once you kind of get to that, that's where the, like, for me, the light bulb comes up because I've seen huge shifts in my business when I was like, I'm hearing a, a a consistent thread in some of this feedback. So if it happens multiple times, then I'm like, oh, um, I've actually implemented a couple things in my business uh, around transparency with client communication because I have a habit of we're really active during the beginning design phase and a lot of talking, but once it goes into production, I like go away and work for, you know, four to six weeks. Cause I'm like working. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm making your invitations. Like that's the conversation right there. 
but they're like what's going on when am i gonna get it how did it you know what's where are we at are things delayed am i gonna get things there so it was a piece that i learned that i need to communicate more to my clients because it wasn't a negative thing it weren't you know jordan you suck you weren't doing a good job it was more like i'm in the dark and that is a piece of feedback that gives a negative you know client experience and so for me, it was about building kind of weekly and bi-weekly touch points. And it's literally just an email now of being like, hey, we're working on your invitations this week. Uh, we just got the paper in. Like, I'm really excited. Like, just like that. And that's all they need to know. And we're still on track for X date. And for them, it's kind of been, oh, great. Like, I hear from Jordan. I don't have any questions. I'm preemptively being supported. And so those kind of things have made huge shifts in the way that my clients perceive my business and are kind of enjoying my business. Um, I would also say that, like, there's a there's a way of asking for feedback um, that doesn't set you up for an emotional attack. So there's there comes a time when you ask for feedback and so there's usually like if you if you made a mistake i usually never recommend asking for feedback right away because you're going to get a, like an emotional reaction um and so i usually like to give it a little bit of time step away for both of us and then ask them hey you know my perception is i there was a, something happened here there's a communication breakdown i you know failed to deliver something i didn't meet your expectations whatever it is um, I'd love to have a conversation about what happened and how I can kind of address it and move forward. And when you can come at it from a kind of like peaceful, open conversation and you let them know that you're open, because if you come in all guarded and you're like, this is, I'm going to get attacked and I'm going to have to put my defenses up, that's not going to be a very easy conversation and it can really kind of escalate really quickly <laughs> uh, on both ends. And it doesn't mean you're actually going to have like a yelling fight in escalation. It's just, you know, tense. It's not going to get resolved in the way that it could potentially get resolved. So letting them know that you're open for that and that you want to have an open dialogue and discussion and that you're willing to kind of like hear them out and see them, that can mean a whole different conversation because it might be, you know, the emotions that they were having is like all the things that we've just kind of been like hitting on. So there are, are, are definitely ways you can set that up uh, so that you're not exposing yourself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And even just the very act of letting them know that you are open and willing to hear from them is going to change their feeling completely. Um, if you're open and saying, I want to know what you thought about this process or do you have any feedback? Even if they haven't come to you with any kind of negative criticism, um, at the end of, of working with a client, I think it's helpful to say, hey, I would love to hear feedback from you. What were your feelings about the process? Was there anything that I could improve? Anything that was confusing for you? Because not only is that going to help you be able to improve your um, your workflows, you know, your processes, the way you communicate with your clients, but also, it's going to enable them to write some things about you that you could potentially use as testimonials on your website or whatever. Um, or also, it may even change the way that they viewed an entire situation. I've seen a lot of times when there's been a mistake or something uh, that has been made where it's it's my fault and I've made a mistake. 
if I just say, hey, I would love to know what you were, you know, how the process was, then then all of a sudden something that they were maybe mad about and frustrated about becomes, oh, they're open to hearing feedback. And I think that's so such an important skill to learn as a business owner is to be open for feedback and ask your clients, ask them, uh, tell them that you want to hear from them. That's so huge. Yeah, there's um, the power of a compliment goes a really long way when when you open that dialogue. And it's sometimes, especially with clients, it might be, hey, you know, I I loved our project. I loved working with you. I know there may have been some hiccups at some point, and I want to work with more people like you. And I'm hoping that you can give me some direction um, or or you know some feedback that can help me improve on the way that I work. Um, and, you know, I'd really appreciate it if you can spend five minutes talking to me. Like if you just kind of set it up so that it's not like let's get on a Zoom call and talk for an hour and a half and try and unpack. Like if you open it with a a quick, com- you know, I just want to have a short conversation unless it does warrant a big one. But like generally you're just like, it doesn't feel like a big commitment to them if they're just like, oh, I don't mind talking about this. And then sometimes it goes for a long time and sometimes you get exactly what you need really early on. And sometimes it goes nowhere. And that's also okay. Like if the conversation literally goes nowhere and they're like, you were nice. Thank you. Like, sure. Great. Like, <laughs> <woo-hoo>. <laughs> But I, I think it's really valuable um, even just asking for feedback in every situation. The practice of that gets you more prepared for any kind of situation that comes up. Because um, there may be also things that you didn't realize you were doing and they didn't. it's not perceived as a pain point in your mind that kind of comes up and you're like, ooh, <laughs> are there patterns that are showing up in other clients' feedback like that I didn't realize? So there's there's a lot of different ways of kind of like digging, digging into that. I also love to talk uh, to some of my vendor friends uh, or other small business owners um, and ask them to do a like proactive audit. Um, so essentially opening opening myself up for feedback without me you know having a relationship with them in the, in the sense of what I'm asking them to do so it may be hey do you mind taking a look at my onboarding document uh i'm not entirely sure if it's you know working the way it could be and then you may get things that are like well this makes no sense this is great like all those kind of things and that's where you can go like ooh okay like i might want to do a little bit of a consensus and so that's the the thing of, you know, unsolicited advice sometimes can actually make a huge impact. Um, and just not being afraid of asking for it or putting yourself out there that you're ready for it uh, is the like the thing you want to put out in the universe. It's just I like to do. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And even just like the act of having a second set of eyes on whatever it is that you're working on can be so helpful. Um even you can take a a random person like your friend and say, Hey, take a look at my, you know, my website and tell me, you know, I just would love to see you walk through it. (laughs) Cause you'll be surprised how they're like, Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to click that. Or I didn't know that I was going to do that. And, and that would just open yourself to ways that you can make it easier for your clients. Something, um, that I recently heard Braden Drake, who's a lawyer and tax person said is he said, you know, you can have someone one of your friends 
read through your contract and say, okay, what would happen? What if, if you came to me and, you know, when is the payment due? When are the two different payments due? And ask them what would happen if you wanted to cancel? What would that look like to see if they're understanding, you know, the documents that, that they have, because a lot of times we can have a lot of jargon in there that, that the average person may not know. And also just put yourself in your client's shoes. I think that's such an important, important um, skill. Going back to what you were talking about earlier, when you change some of your client onboarding processes where you were getting to work for four to six weeks, to you and probably to other designers out there, they know, oh yeah, you're working on the project. But your client, you know, they may have never ever worked with a designer before, or especially in the wedding industry, like they they just don't know. And it's your it's your job as the professional to put yourself in their shoes and understand that any usually questions that they have for you are not coming from a place of of like you said, trying to attack you. Most of the time they just want to know what is going on. And if you can be proactive about that and like you said, just simply communicate with them. And, you know, for example, my background is also in wedding photography. And and in the wedding industry, you know, weddings can be high stress days. There's a lot of emotions going on, lots of moving parts. And sometimes people are just super stressed out. And so sometimes they may ask you a question and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, hello, I'm the professional. I know what I'm doing. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. But really, they just want to, they just, they're coming from a place of, they love, you know, they're, this person who's getting married and they just want everything to go right. And if you can take away that emotions and like you said at the very beginning, put your ego aside and really listen to them, put yourself in their shoes and empathize with them, that is a huge skill to have and it's going to really take you a long way. And then I know I'm rambling here, but I also love how you said, get the vendors, um, get the feedback of other vendors. And that's where it's so important to have that community of people that are on your team that you can go and share, even the, you know, maybe not on your team, like they're working for you or with you, but just having a community of peers that you can go to. That's so important. Great things, Jordan. I am loving this. <laughs> Thanks, Christy. <laughs> yeah, I like I think for me the it, it comes down to um like if we were to like sum up the whole conversation, it's really about being open and honest with yourself <laughs> about what the situation is. Uh being able to step away from the emotional side of it, uh, and most definitely placing the ego to the side, because it you know. As a creative, it hurts. We already know. <laughs> we'll keep reiterating it. But no lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I mean, uh, the number of times that I've put forward, like, this is going to be the most beautiful wedding invitation ever. And the client's like, that's not what I wanted. And I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like, you, you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> this is art. It's art, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'm usually like, I'll park that and I'll save it for another client because <laughs> I love it so yeah. much. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> so like you know there are things that you can kind of just like interpret through all of that i think the other part is you know taking every piece of feedback and criticism is a learning experience that is that is the thing and you know also not being afraid to to not action everything 
The other thing with feedback, as I think people run into is, uh, and I've seen it before where someone solicits feedback from a lot of different people, and then they get overwhelmed because there are so many different conflicting pieces. So especially if you were like, hey, can you check on my website, 10 wedding pros or 10 you know, other small business owners? And then they're like, I don't like this picture. And another person's like, I don't like the color blue. And another person's like, I don't get your your tagline. Another person's like, why are you putting your headshot that? And then you're like, how do I action all this? Because none of this makes sense. Um, I'm trying to talk through conflicting bits of feedback. And I think for me, and what we do in my like research practice is really kind of starting to see like patterns. So when you solicit feedback from multiple people, uh, you want to take a look at um, how many times something is happening. So if you're asking 10 people to look at your website, let's say, and eight of the 10 of them say your website header image is way too big, it takes too long to scroll, that might be worth actioning versus one person out of 10 says, you know, I don't like the color blue. That is a personal preference. That might not be something you need to be concerned with. Uh, but if you hear one person say, I have a really hard time reading the text over the image, that's a usability thing that you like, there's ways you have to start determining where, what, how is the feedback um, perceived in your audience? How does it perceived in your business? And what is the impact that that feedback has if you action it? Um, so, you know, readability, really good thing, even if only one person's highlighted it. Um, the other thing with that is, you know, asking a diverse group of people, if you're going to be asking for feedback, is really important because if you ask five people who are the same as you or similar, it's really hard for them to give a well-rounded point of view. You're not coming at it from a, a broad spectrum of needs, of past experiences, um, you know, those things all weigh into how your kind of customers and potential leads perceive your business. Um, and so getting those diverse group of voices together to give that feedback and, and ask for those things can, can really be valuable. Yeah, that is so important. So just to recap, yeah, being open and honest with yourself, being able to step away from the emotions and take it as a learning experience. Like you said, getting feedback from multiple different people and people with different backgrounds, different experiences, and really weighing the two, which one is important? What do I need to action right now? Which one is just a personal opinion of, you know, one or two random people? So th this is all so, so great. I've really enjoyed talking with you. Before we end, we've reached the end of our time. Is there any any last words that you want to share uh, with our audience before we go? It's been so great talking yeah, with you. I mean, I've loved the conversation. I, I think the, the, like, the mantra that I live by, uh, and I always like to just kind of put it out there, is that, you know, done is better than perfect. You know, putting something out there that, you know, you don't feel is ready might actually be the better, <laughs> the better thing. Uh, because when we spend too much time in something, that's when we get really emotionally attached to it. And if you put something out there that you know will evolve over time, you're going to be less attached to the idea um, or the, the thing. And that's where you start to become a lot more open to those conversations because you know it's going to evolve. That is so true. So good. Thank you so much for being here. 
Is there anywhere that people can find you online and get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, you can check us out on our website, uh, agooddayinc.com, I-N-C, uh, or, you know, ping me on Instagram where I'm at almost every day. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to kind of just chat and, you know, if you ever need some feedback or run through a situation, I'm happy to, to, to chat. Awesome. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks so much, Christy. What did I tell you? I knew that you were going to love this episode with Jordan. After he and I had finished recording, we were talking about how this is such an important topic for business owners. And it's not something that we really do talk about a lot. We don't really talk about the negative criticism that we get when really it's something that happens a lot, especially um, you know, at any point in our business. I was telling him that I remember when I was just starting out as a photographer, I would share my work, you know, in Flickr groups because Flickr was a thing back then. And people would give constructive criticism. That was something that happened all the time. And I don't really think it's something that happens very much anymore where people put themselves out there and ask for constructive criticism. But it's such an important piece of growing as a business owner. And those things that I learned when I asked people for constructive criticism are things that I still remember and still implement to this day. So it really is important to be able to learn from criticism, to take it well, and to, again, like he said, embrace the hidden power of it. So I'm so glad that we had this conversation. Be sure you give him a follow, show him some love on Instagram at a good day Inc and head over to his website. I'm sure he would love to hear from you. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Freedom to Flourish podcast. If you want more resources like this, head over to my website, christyjohnsoncreative.com or follow me on Instagram at christyjohnsoncreative. You can also join my Facebook community, the Freedom to Flourish community, which is facebook.com slash groups slash freedom to flourish community. I can't wait to see you over there. I'd love to hang out with you.